And the great thing about Jesus Christ is that he doesn't say to you and to me, clean up your life and then come to me. Jesus says, come to me with your mess and I will take it upon myself and I will give you a brand new life. That's the beauty of the gospel. That's the greatness of the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. You are listening to a message preached by Pastor Bogdan Kipko at Forward Church in Irvine, California. For more information about Forward Church, please visit forward.fm. So we're going to talk about relationship goals, right? Hashtag relationship goals. And I don't, it doesn't matter to me if you're married or not married, if you're single, if you're divorced, if you're looking to get married, if you're not looking to get married, whatever stage of life you're currently in, this message will apply to you because we are all in some sort of relationship. So raise your hand if you are in any type of relationship. It doesn't matter if it's a spouse or not. Any relationship, friends, coworkers, spouses, bosses, everybody, right? Okay, 100% participation. So the title of my message is this, the five sales of successful relationships, okay? I want you to think about every relationship that you have, or maybe the most important ones in your life, and think of those relationships, it's like a ship, okay? And you're sailing on it. Now, in order for this ship to sail well and not experience a wreck, right? Not experience a shipwreck, but to have successful, thriving relationships, you must have five sails that are constantly on this ship, they're moving in the right direction. Are you guys still with me? Yes, okay, perfect. So here's basically what I wanna say. Every relationship you have right now, spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, engaged, not engaged, hopefully getting engaged, um, getting out of an engagement, it doesn't matter like what relationship you have. Three things are always happening with your relationships, okay? They are either sinking, Okay, like that's reality. The the relationship is either sinking, it's either drifting, means it's not going anywhere, or third one, it's cruising, okay? Now, cruising is where you want your relationships to be, okay? It means that all five sails are up, they're moving in the right direction, you're experiencing a, a, a deep intimacy, you're experiencing a thriving in a relationship, this is where you need to go, okay? So... I want to read this next text. It's found in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. And here's what the apostle is saying. He's saying, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Friends, here's the... Big idea. Relationships are some of the biggest forces any of us face in life. Many of the relationships we have in our life will cause us to sink. Many of the relationships we have in our life will just be drifting. But the best and greatest relationships are going to be the ones where we are cruising, where these particular five sails are up and they're moving in the right direction. So, before we kick off these five sales that all of us should experience in our relationships, I want to ask you the following question. I, wanna, I want you to think of the different relationships you have in your life, okay? Think of those relationships 
And now think for a moment. Don't tell anybody about it. Just think inside your mind. The most important relationships in your life right now, are they drifting? They're not going anywhere. Are they sinking? They're going for a shipwreck. Or are they cruising, which means they're going into the right relationship. And so I want to say that if you want to experience a relationship and avoid a relation wreck, see what I did there? You must be on a ship that has these five sails intact. Incredibly important. So the first sail that I want to talk about on this relationship that needs to be cruising, think of the relationships in your life. The first one is forgiveness. Forgiveness. Now, if you've been in any kind of relationships, you know the paramount importance of forgiveness. And a great relationship is comprised of two great forgivers, okay? A successful relationship is comprised of two great forgivers. Here's what the Bible says about this. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, it says, Make a clean break with all cutting, backbiting, profane talk. Be gentle with one another, sensitive. Forgive one another as quickly and thoroughly as God in Christ forgave you. Friends, here's the thing. Regardless of what kind of relationships you've been in, you will know that when two people get together, you will sin a lot against each other, okay? That's the reality of relationships, right? We're fallen, sinful human beings. Therefore, if we don't have this, <clears throat> this first sail up in terms of forgiveness, we're not going to be able to cruise. We're going to be either drifting or we're going to be sinking. So I want you today, I want to challenge you to be the person in your relationships that will be the first to hoist this sail of forgiveness, okay? I want you to be the first person to do that in your relationship. And imagine if both of you in any relationship are going to pursue forgiving one another first. How amazing is that, right? That's the biblical definition of doing relationships the right way. And here's what I would say about forgiving. You must forgive quickly. You must forgive expediently. And you must forgive frequently. Friends, forgiveness is something you need to learn to do, okay? This is one of the greatest sales that will make your relationship cruise and become more Christ-like. Now, here's the thing. As everyone in this room knows, relationships take work, right? Everybody has different preferences, and we must be willing to accept each other's differences, right? Now, it's not as easy as it may seem or as it may sound, but we must learn to do that for the sake of the other person. And think about it this way. Our relationship is a connection between two people, two imperfect people, and two imperfect people who are trying to do life together. Now, think about it this way. If you're headed for marriage or if you're already married, putting two sinners under one roof is a recipe for a catastrophe, right? Some people get married and they're like, wow, I, it's, not like, uh, it's not like what I thought in the movie. Some people think they're going to get married and they're going to experience like the, a scene out of the notebook, right? Like, you know, rain falling and somebody's holding you. It's not going to happen. Like, I promise you, right? 
But that's the reality. It's not a bad thing because culture, mass media, Hollywood, they've glamorized or they've given us a very false sense of what relationships actually are all about. It's not about being romantic in the moment, which is very true. It's great. But it's being romantic over a long period of time. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And so forgiveness is incredibly important. And so when you put two sinners together, you're going to have big problems. You're going to have small problems. And here's the thing. There must be a moment in your relationship where you're going to be the bigger person and you're going to hoist up the sail of forgiveness. Amen? Amen. We need to learn that. And here's the reality. God, in his grace and mercy, he has forgiven us in Christ. He has forgiven our sin. And the thing about God is that he doesn't hold a grudge against us, right? How many times in our relationships we practice stonewalling or we have a list of wrongs that a person did, right? Or what I like to call, we become expert archaeologists, right? We put on a hard hat, we put on the yellow vest, and we start digging in the past and bringing up all the things that the person did wrong to us. That's not the right way to do it. That is a recipe for your relationship to ultimately sink. It needs to cruise. So God doesn't keep score. Instead, he's quick to forgive. And because God is quick to forgive, we too must be quick to forgive to people in our life because we need forgiveness. So as we, talk, as we finish this first sale of forgiveness, I want to give you guys a practical application or a quick win. If you're listening, you're saying, God, I want to be a more forgiving person. I want to give, forgive the people that have wronged me in my life. What should I do? I want you to right now, Think about a situation in your life when, where you either need to ask for forgiveness or you need to extend forgiveness. And I want you to do this today. Take a step towards forgiving that person today. If you need to ask to seek for, if you need to seek forgiveness, make the phone call, friends. Send a text message. Meet with that person and reconcile today. And if you need to extend forgiveness, reach out to that person who has hurt you and say, hey, I forgive you just like God in Christ forgave me. And it's unbelievable what happens when a relationship hoists the sail of forgiveness. It begins to cruise. It begins to be more Christ-like. Second sail of successful relationships is truth. Now, Here's the thing about truth. Trust is gained slowly and lost very quickly. And truth is, is the GPS that sets the course of life. Here's the thing, friends. We need to be super truthful and honest with one another in relationships. We're not going to be able to function or thrive if we lie to each other. And here's the way that lying works. When you begin to lie in small things, you begin to very easily lie in big things. And the worst thing that can happen in a relationship when you lie so much that you don't even notice it, and your spouse has absolutely no idea what you're doing, your significant other has a complete trust issue with you. It doesn't mean it's, it's not irreparable, however it's going to be difficult for you to have a good relationship. And if we think about God, we know Christ. The Bible says, Jesus says, I'm the, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And relationships are free to grow when truth is at their core. And I would say this, when you learn to tell the truth in all your relationships, you don't have to remember what you said, okay? 
because you're just being truthful and honest with all people. And I believe the old adage is so incredibly true that honesty is the best policy. I like to think of it this way. When you don't have truth in relationships and you're lying or you're deceiving another person, it's essentially like spending a credit card that ultimately has a limit and you're going to basically experience a bankruptcy altogether. This is what we tend to do. So a quick win or a practical thing that we can do is this. What are what relationships in your life right now are you not being completely honest? Maybe this is the week that you go to those people that you have not been honest with and you confess your dishonesty, you seek forgiveness and restoration and you bring the relationship back into cruising speed. Friends, I understand that this is going to be a difficult or a tough conversation, but it's a necessary one. And if we are going to be people who are Christ-like, we must speak the truth. Amen? Amen. The third kind of sail that must absolutely be hoisted in uh, your life in relationships is on selfishness. Now, here's a crazy part. The word selfie was the word of the year a few years back. We live in a culture where the word selfie, where you take a picture of yourself, you know what I'm talking about, right? Some of us are more guilty than others. Um, that actually came into mainstream vernacular, okay? Which means it, be, it went into a dictionary. And at first, that may seem funny. The reality is that it's a sad picture of our culture today. Why? So many people are so self-focused, self-interested, that now it's becoming the predominant characteristic in our society. But that is the opposite of the God's plan for your life and for, for my life, Right? The goal for me now, if you're a person that does selfies, don't feel bad, right? It's not, a, it's not a bad thing to do. However, that just characterizes the culture of our society that's become so self-centered. And God's plan is for relationships to thrive, not just survive. And I believe that a successful relationship is one where two people are determined to outserve one another. Imagine how different your relationships with people would be if you would be determined to outserve that other person. That is the way your relationships will cruise. That is the way your relationships will become Christ-like. When I wake up in the morning and I think not of my own needs and desires, but of the needs and desires of my spouse or another person in my life. That's what Jesus did. He washed the disciples' feet. He constantly was serving other people. And... Here's the thing though, the key to all this is unselfishness and no one in history has been more unselfish than Jesus Christ. So what do we need to do in your life and in my life? We place other people's needs ahead of ours. We set the course for relational success and it shows the other person that they are much more important than we are. And so a practical application of this sale right now is this of unselfishness. Think of the most important relationships in your life right now, okay? It might be a spouse, husband, wife, it might be a significant other, it might be with your parents. Think of the most important relationships in your life. And I want you this week to ask that person 
with who you're in a relationship with to help you identify ways that you could raise the sale of unselfishness so that your relationship can reach the level God has in store for it. Okay? It might be painful, but I promise you, it's going to be so beneficial. So think of the relationships in your life. Come to that person this week and say, hey, I believe that I'm being a bit selfish. Please tell me what area in my life do I need to raise the sale of unselfishness? And let the other person safely say it to you, right? Tell them, this is what I always do when my wife and I have a conversation. We're like, hey, this is going to be a safe zone right now, okay? We can say whatever we want, okay? So you need to create that safe zone to, to share those things. Number four, the sale of intentionality, right? Here's the truth, friends. The ship will go where the sails are set. It's very, very simple. And you will not drift into a good relationship. Bottom line, it's not going to happen. A lot of people are like, okay, I'm going to just get married and everything's going to be amazing. No, you have to work at it. Just like any relationship in your life, it takes intentionality. It takes me waking up in the morning and saying, I will be a person who loves other people and I will demonstrate on selfishness. And then you need to have steps that you will take towards that. It's not going to just happen automatically. And one of the biggest sales in any relationships is intentionality. Here's the thing. Like you don't just fall into a great relationship, right? You don't just become better at something. You need to practice it with intentionality. Now, what do, what do I mean when I mean, when I say intentionality? Well, my question is think of the relationships in your life. Is there a purpose or is there a direction? Like, is there anything you're doing daily to make sure that that relationship is going in the right direction? So we need to constantly think of that. And I want you guys to think about the following. Think of the most, relation, uh, the most important relationships in your life and think about how do I make it more intentional, right? How do I make it more intentional? What my wife and I, Vika, do, we, we love reading uh, certain books together that will help us grow our marriage, that will make us uh, become a, a, better, uh, a better couple. And one of, the, one of the things we do is we have like a, a devotional that we read every morning because that's a connect time for her and I where we read the same thing, where we apply the same spiritual truth to each other. And then by the grace of God, we attempt to live out those truths during the day. But that takes intentionality. It takes purposeful planning. It takes a planning where Vika and I will like sync up and we'll say, okay, at this time of the morning, this is the time when we're going to read our devotional together, right? For you, it does not have to be in the morning. For somebody, their 8 a.m. is somebody else's 6 p.m. The point is not at what time of the day you do it. The point is if you're actually doing it. So you need to think of the relationships in your life and you need to think, okay, am I really intentionally pursuing that relationship? Because friends, honestly, your relationships are going to be either sinking, they're drifting, or they're cruising. They must be cruising. But the way to do that is with intentionality. And last but not least, the, the, one, of the, one of the most important relationship sales is consistency, right? And consistency is what will keep both of you in commitment to one another. And here's the thing, friends. Your mood should not dictate your manners, Okay. My mood should not dictate my manners, does it? Sometimes, right? When I have no coffee or super hungry, that's sinful and I repent of that. And you have other things you need to repent of as well, so don't think you're holier. Um, and the thing is this, every relationship, 
right? We're on this ship together. We will experience calm seas, uh, sun shining, birds singing, right? Like that, that will happen, okay? Like you're sitting on a tropical beach somewhere, drinking some sort of a beverage, iced, whatever you want, um, not too much. Uh, and basically, you're, everything is perfect. Your spouse is right there. You're like, oh God, you're so amazing. You did all this for us. The thing is, that will happen, but... That will not happen all the time, right? Sometimes it's going to be stormy seas, right? Sometimes it's going to be like clouds and thunder and rain and hail and all sorts of stuff. That is the moment when you, steering this ship with Jesus at the helm, you will raise one of these flags, uh, one of these sails, so that your relationship is not just drifting, it's not sinking, but it's cruising with Christ. Amen? Amen. That's what a relationship ne- relationships need to do, and consistency is what will help you with that. So whatever relationship you're in, you've got to weather those storms together, right? And a lot of, you know what a lot of people do when storms come in a relationship? They rush through the harbor to get to the open sea. Before doing that, make sure your ship is sea worthy because it is only then that you will discover the joy of cruising together. Now, commitment, I think, or consistency is is a word that a lot of people in our culture don't like. Uh, We live in kind of a contract crazy culture. If you join a gym, if you're buying a car, you're leasing an apartment, you're getting hired for a job, you're obviously signing a particular contract because a contract keeps both parties accountable. But here's the thing, when it comes to relationships, particularly marriage, there's so much more to it than a couple's signature on a piece of paper because marriage is more than a contract. It's a covenant. And a covenant is a promise. A promise is something that God will like us to do. A promise is when I say, I have seen you at your worst and I will still love you. You have done me wrong, but I will still continue to love you. We have weathered the storms together and we will continue cruising together because Jesus Christ is at the center of our relationships. And this is what I'm talking about when I mean uh, uh, consistency, right? And Genesis chapter 2 verse 24 says this. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. They become one flesh. So consistency is incredibly important. Keep in mind that your relationship is not going to just drift to a good place. And consistency means that I will be consistent in showing love to my spouse. I will be consistent in showing affection and pursuing another person with love and good works. And consistency, friends, is the thing that is generated over time. And some of you are like, well, I'm really bad at consistency. Why don't you start at something very, very small? Start at something that's very easy for you today. It's saying maybe to your spouse, I love you every single day. I've known marriages that people have been married for 30, 40 years, and they've said I love you to each other like one or two times. Maybe it's a different culture. Maybe it was a different era. But the point is we need encouragement. We need affirmation. We need validation. And when we seek to get that from God, we are free to do that towards other people people. It's a relationship that can revolutionize the world. And I always say that 
If you're somebody that is in a relationship with somebody else and you're consistent in that relationship, the power of two people going together, sailing in one direction, it's absolutely unmatched. It's unmatched. And the thing is this, a lot of people say, well, how am I supposed to do all these different things, right? Because a lot of times in your and my life, some of these sales are like at half staff or half mast, whatever um, sailing terminology. And, um, and they're, not, they're not at the point where they need to be. So what do we need to do? Friends, the last bonus sale that I want to talk to you about today is this. It's love. And it's displaying the love of Jesus to the people in our lives. First Peter 4.8 says this. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. Friends, when my relationship with Jesus is in the place where it needs to be, I'm not seeking validation or affirmation from my spouse because I've already received it from Jesus Christ. Therefore, I'm free to quickly forgive I'm free to be unselfish. I'm free to be committed. I'm free to be consistent in my relationship because all of the love, all of the validation, all of the attention, all of the confirmation I've already received in Jesus because of what he did for me on the cross 2,000 years ago. So if I don't receive any of those things from the relationships in my life, I'm still free to love those people because Jesus loved me first. And until we understand that, we're going to be in our relationships either drifting or we're going to be sinking and we're not going to be cruising. And so friends, I want to give you some hope and encouragement this morning that if you found a sale that is missing in your relationship this morning, I want you to think about what you're going to do intentionally this week. What part of your life do you need a complete restoration? And so maybe as you were listening to this and you were understanding about the five sales for successful relationships, I want to ask you a question in conclusion. Which sale for you is not flying at the place it's supposed to be? Which one is it? Is it forgiveness? Seek out that person and forgive them today. Is it not being truthful? Start speaking the truth to the relationships in your life. Is it intentionality? What's that one thing you're going to begin doing this week that's going to revolutionize your relationship? Is it being consistent in something? Starting something small. Or is it being in on being unselfish? And friends, the most important thing is this. That when Jesus Christ came to earth 2,000 years ago, he went to the cross, died a death we could not die, arose on the third day so that our failed relationships could we could find hope in the fact that he did not fail so even though we came in here today and we're people who are saying god there's so many areas in my life where i'm not where i need to be jesus says i know you're not where you need to be but i am where i need to be and that's in the center of your life guiding you shaping you forming you so that you can become more like me Therefore, if the gospel centrality is in our life and Jesus Christ is God, we will have amazing relationships. You are listening to a message preached by Pastor Bogdan Kipko at Forward Church in Irvine, California. For more information about Forward Church, please visit forward.fm.